I don't know if it's Dubai, but it's somewhere in the Middle East where all faith, they have a, something for Muslims, Jews, and Christians all in the same temple. And so, see, but every single time, I can't think of one person that there's an exception. They do not know God's Word. They, 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 they don't know God's Word. They, they just kind of like, well, yeah, I have a five-minute devotional. I read John sometimes. I mean, no, you get the, the whole counsel of God's Word. Listen to solid teachers. Get grounded in them. And that's the only way to not be deceived. I mean, if somebody came up and they're like, hey, you know, God sent me here and he just makes a snake right here, I'm not going to bow. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the second part of this fiery message from Pastor Shane titled 666, The Beast from the East from Revelation 13. Revelation 3.16 warns the church that if you live life in a middle-of-the-road, lukewarm position, neither cold nor hot, that God will vomit you out of his mouth. Listen up as Pastor Shane pulls no punches, laying down the sobering truth that God's living word delivers to every soul. The time is now to make a decision. Whom will you follow? Where will you spend your eternity? You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman. Remember, when it comes to signs, wonders, what's going on, does it line up with Scripture? Does it lead you in a deeper relationship with God or farther away? Do you start to question God? That's why I encourage, especially young adults, don't watch all these YouTube videos on conspiracy theories. People, you can just make a video. And it does, how do you know if it's true? How am I going to check all this? How am I going to say NASA did this? They did this? I don't, I can't check it. I can't reference it. Or, or this happened about the earth's shape and the, it's, it's really flat. And like, how, how were you, well, he said, how do you know what he said is right? And see, we start to be deceived. And I've seen a lot of Christians now, pastoring 14 years, who will get way out there into crazy land by watching all these things and not staying grounded in Scripture. I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. And they get mad at me. You're just not open. No, I don't think the earth is flat. Can I send you a video that proves why it doesn't? All these 20 scientific facts? No, I've already made up my mind. Don't confuse me with the facts. I mean, just the this and just getting into people. I've talked to him about George Bush plan 9/11. Like, where'd all these airplane passengers go? Oh, they're hiding them somewhere. Can't you see this explosion? How this and and you talk to engineers. I've talked, and it's like, guys, you're getting off track and arrogant and deceived. Let's just say, let, hypothetically speaking, let's just say something like that is true. Okay, why do you need to be focused on it all the time and argue with people about it? What's the point? What's the point? You're being argumentative, and we can be very, very deceived by these things. And I know sometimes I say things that people don't like, and that's why I pray, Lord, do you, is this me or you? But God gives us different callings for what He wants to accomplish in our lives. I have to tell you, this is really funny, but there's pastors in town, 
And they're friends of mine. We, you know, I've been to every church here, by the way. I've been to Highlands. I've been to Vineyard. I've been to Grace Chapel. I know Chris well. I've been to Hope Chapel. I know Sean well. I've been to Calvary Chapel. I know Pastor Mike. Pastor Mike was my pastor. I know I've been to all these churches. So I know. I, I, and, I, and that's why I don't really put people down because I, there's different callings. They're not going to preach like me. They're not called to preach like me. And I can't do what they do. These guys, they're incredible. But we laugh sometimes because, hey, Shane, people are at our church because you're too hard. I'm like, people are at our church from you because you're too soft. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I mean, you have to just laugh. Oh, I just met this couple. They say, you're just too hard and too convicting and too... I'm like, well, I just met another family last week that says you're going woke and you don't talk about the issues and you're like, you're this compromising pastor and you're so... And you, you, don't, you don't shake them up. What is it? I just have to laugh. It's like, because you have to be comfortable in what God's called you to do. And I just, just, God has a sense of humor, I think. Because every one of them that tell me that, I can tell them a family who's come to our church because of what they lack in. Oh, there's, and, 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 I, and I do be careful. Anytime I hear that, I tell Morgan, oh, they'll be gone six months. Because if you bring that spirit of offense into this church, and you bring this baggage into this church, and you bring your issues here, and you've got bitterness, it's a matter of time. That's a spiritual problem. And I'm going to tick you off eventually. And if you don't deal with it now, how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to grow in those areas? And I tell people, go back to your church. Apologize and just grow if that's where you're getting fed. I've sent people recently to Grace Chapel or Calvary Chapel if they like through the Bible, verse by verse, expository preaching. Or Lancaster Baptist. I talk to Pastor Paul sometimes. He's coming on my podcast. We've got, we're all on the same team. Once you realize we're all on the same team, the church had just planted in Quartzville. I talk to him every week. Do you need anything? How are things going? Well, some of your people are here. I don't care. My people, they're not my people. They're not. They're God's people. And sometimes people need a shift to get, a, to get into... Okay. Shane's a little hard. I just need a breather for a few months. Okay? I got it. I got it. That's fine. Go get a breather. It's okay. But I love later, years later, people got, you know what? I hated what you had to say, but you were right. My marriage fall apart. I'm hooked to porn. I'm back into alcohol. If I would have just listened and not ran from that conviction. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. I can't tell you. I saw a family six months ago. I was sitting right there. I probably convict him again. But um, he said, I just didn't want to come because I was addicted to these things and, and I didn't want to hear it. And so, see, I have to be comfortable in that. Now, do I say things perfectly? No, absolutely not. I, I it just we're we're a work in progress. Sometimes my own thoughts come in. You know how many, you, if you if you knew how many times I said, nope, not gonna say that, not gonna say that. Nope, not gonna go there. I don't know if that's you, Lord. And 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 just in my high, mind, I don't say it. Right? But so we have that struggle. Where does your flesh come in? Where does your anger come in? Where does your but where does your also that boldness and that tenaciousness and that faith come in and motivating men and, and motivating people to come to the altar? Where does that come from? That's just an interesting side note, is it not? Is that just that just cracks us up? We, pastors laugh and people don't even know. It. They think, "Oh, I got Shane. He's too convicted. I'm gonna go to a different church." Well, as soon as you're leaving, somebody else is coming for the very same reason that you're leaving. It just it make you'll go insane if you don't understand different callings and you hit people where they're at in different lives, right? I mean, different not different lives, Buddhist, but. <laughs> You know, where they're at. Some people need, some people need this type of conviction, these types of services. Other people's, other people don't. 
They say, hey, our, our kids are really growing. Our youth, are, they're on fire for the Lord at, at Faith Community. And I, I talked to Caleb. I'm like, well, go there. Stay there. Let them grow in the faith. Once, you, once I got over this point of competition years ago, it, life is so much easier. It's so full. I don't, don't send me the stats how many people are coming. I, I, I don't know. And now if they leave because of me and there's an issue we need to resolve, then yes, please. But once it's leaders, we realize it's not about competition because we are on the same page. We're on the same team. It's, there's so much joy. There's so much joy and peace. And churches, though, that are ran like a CEO and a business, they get upset when they lose numbers. They, they do sermons based on numbers. They, they don't want to offend. That, that's a very, um, very dangerous place to be because now you're offending God because you're worried about the applause of men and the approval of men. Woe be to those who look to the approval of men, look to the approval of God. And so... <clears throat> I, I actually have no clue what that has to do with Revelation 13, but I'm sure it'll fit in there somewhere. I think I started on why there's different views and it's good to respect different views. But He will deceive through signs. He will deceive through signs. Why knowing God's Word now is so important for the future, isn't it? You guys know Mahomes and Purdy stats. Did I pronounce those right? And the stock exchange numbers and Taylor Swift's lyrics, but do you know the life-giving word? Life-giving word? It's amazing. It's amazing. I do have to say, when I, I, I never watch a football game except for the Super Bowl. I did. I know people are going to say, how can you watch? But I turned off the commercials. Okay, how's that? But um, that guy, I didn't know he's Mr. Irrelevant. Purdy? Like last in the draft pick? Last? And now you're the, 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 the uh, quarterback in the Super Bowl? And he's a believer? I don't know. God might have had a... He might have played a role in that somehow. I mean, that's amazing. To me, that is a true, that's a true underdog. I mean, that is like, so you kind of know who I was rooting for, but it was, it was, you know, it's just amazing. And Pastor Ed, who spoke yesterday, talked about how God healed his knee and said, I want you to be in the NFL. I want you to be a linebacker and I want you to mean Joe Green is who he would go up against, if you guys remember him. And so God will put us in strategic positions to make a difference as long as that doesn't become an idol, an idol in your life. So anyway, they are deceived by signs. And that's why knowing God's Word now, knowing God's Word now is now. I don't know why I put that. I missed. I'm, I didn't spell check probably. So that's a good encouragement for you. If you don't want to be deceived later, what does God's Word say? Just be in it. Just be buried in it. Understand signs and wonders and what does Jesus teach. And so if you, if you see these false prophets, it's not going to be hard to spot. For a true spirit-filled believer who knows God's word, you're not going to be like, oh man, I don't know. Flip the mm, that gosh, they're both pretty, right? They're both guys that they're both saying the same thing. They're both, I don't, Lord, I don't know who to choose. It's it's <laughs> for somebody in his word with the Spirit of God, it's going to be night and day. Because a, a perfect a person filled with the Holy Spirit, even though they're not perfect. They're in God's Word. They're meditating on God's Word. They're, it's, it's like ding, 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 right? The, 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 uh, the bells just go off, you know. And I'm, I'm always fascinated by that drink the Kool-Aid guy. 
like a thousand people drank the Kool-Aid in this part of, I remember Jim Jones, and, and I just, just the documentary, like, like I, I, as God is my witness, the first sentence he spoke in his demeanor, I'm like, oh man, false prophet. That guy, I do not have a good feeling for that guy whatsoever. But how are all these people deceived? Because you're not in God's Word. Or they're not believers as well. And they're tossed back and forth by every wind of doctrine. And you'll see, even in the Christian church, anytime somebody is, is kind of getting off course, and they're like, but Shane, I don't know. What about this Illuminati stuff? Or what about this, you know, this? And, and now, the, 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 have you heard of the Abrahamic house? That, I don't know if it's Dubai, but it's somewhere in the Middle East where all fa- they have a, something for Muslims, Jews, and Christians all in the same temple. And I know Christians are like, well, what's wrong with that? And I'm like, okay, where do we start? Where, where, where do we start? And so see, but every single time, I can't think of one person that there's an exception. They do not know God's Word. They, 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 they don't know God's Word. They, they just kind of like, well, yeah, I have a five-minute devotional. I read John sometimes. I mean, no, you get the, the whole counsel of God's Word. Listen to solid teachers. Get grounded in them. And that's the only way to not be deceived. I mean, if somebody came up and they're like, Shane, you know, God sent me here and He just makes a snake right here, I'm not going to bow. Absolutely not. Because it will be crystal clear. Now, I have to tell you this. I wasn't going to, and I, this one thing I prayed about. But I, I like a lot of old commentaries. Any of you like old commentaries? I like new ones too. I use uh, MacArthur's commentary, uh, systematic theology. I use Wayne Grudem's systematic theology. Um, the Christian uh, CBN Bible. I don't know, Christian uh, something. I, you know, there, so I look at different commentaries. But this one, I, this is just re- was really ironic. So many of the old commentaries link this to Rome and the papacy. Let that sink in. Ellicott, Benson, uh, most commentaries in the 1800s link this to the papacy. Now, I'm not going to do that, but there is, if you look, there's a lot of parallels. And that's why I bring these things up. If somebody happens to listen and they are part of and they follow and they agree with Rome's teaching, Roman Catholicism, it is definitely in air. It's way off base. It's not even close to Scripture. There's, I, I was an altar boy. I can break it down from the Pope is not Peter. Did you know that? They teach apostolic succession. Did you know that they think the Pope is part of Peter's line? Because of on this profession of faith, on this rock I will build my church. For anybody to think the church is built on a man is already left the building. Jesus, The gates will hell will not prevail against my church. So there's no successive authority because here's the problem with that. Now I'm, I'm in the succession of Peter. I'm Pope whoever. Now I'm the final authority. And they won't say this, but all you have to do is go look at their doctrines. They will say that that is actually equal or above Scripture. The final word of the papacy. The, pap- the papal directions. And, and it's, just, it's a very destructive thing. And, I, and people are like, oh, why do you talk about it? You're causing division. No, I'm trying to tell people, hey, you don't have to go to a priest to confess your sin all the time. You, you, that, that's not biblical. Actually, for a priest to not marry is not biblical. To worship Mary is not biblical. To worship the saints is not biblical. Immaculate conception is heretical. 
And, and there's so many doctrines of, and you look at Rome with these billions of dollars and, and they sit on this power, this, this place of authority. And that's why a lot of the people in the 1800s would make this connection. They saw just how wicked and evil this had become. So Benson said this in the 1850s. Now miracles, visions, and revelations are the mighty boasts of the church of Rome. Even fire is pretended to come down from heaven as in the case of St. Anthony's fire back in the 1800s. And solemn excommunications, which are called the thunders of the church, and are, they, they are performed with ceremony of casting down burning torches from on high as symbols and emblems of fire from heaven. They are indeed so far from being any proof of the true church that they are rather a proof of a false one. And as we see, the distinguishing mark of Antichrist. So, Am I saying that the Pope will be the Antichrist? No, I have no clue who the one world leader will be. Absolutely no clue at all. Now, are there a lot of similarities in this? And when I grew up in that, I don't know if you remember, but they would, and, and we, we got all caught up and they would send out pamphlets or, where they would see uh, like a tree bleeding, this image of Mary. And they would go, people would travel travel hundreds of miles and they would weep at this tree that look, the face looked just like Mary and it had actual blood. I, I can't explain some of the things that happened, you know, because it's not God. And they would worship this tree and worship Mary. They'd have, how is that not, how is that not t totally off base? So when people get upset at me, I have to tell you, explain that to me. Please explain that to me. Our neighbor, her bumper sticker said uh, um, something like, um, Looking for Jesus? Pray to Mary. That, to me, if I say nothing, I'm a coward because I don't want people to get upset. If you research it, it is, it's a false system. Can there be Christians or Catholic? Absolutely. Of course. Many of them, though, if you talk to, they'll tell me, Shane, they don't believe that. Go read your own material from, read the papal decrees of the 1800s, the 1600s. 17, read, read what they, they actually, you'll find in there that Mary is co-redemptive. Co-redeemer. Mary is co-redeemer Jesus. Most of them pray. You ever see that picture of Mary? They're all worshiping you and she's holding a little baby Jesus? That's not biblical. That's heretical. That's deceptive. And unless you break out of those shackles, you will be and could be worshiping a false god. Revelation 13, 15-17. He was granted power all right, I'll tell you this too. I'm trying to kind of ignore it because I've talked about it before. But a um, very large church, uh, Catholic church off of McBean or something. I'm not sure where it's at down there. But this lady set up, um, she wanted me and the priest to, to debate or meet. And just everything he did, we just did, it was like not good because everything I just told you, they have this defense. I'm like, that makes no sense. That's Mary worship. Because they have a, why do you have a statue of Mary out front that's 14 feet high? So anyway, we got to purgatory. And I said, if Jesus paid it all, we look to tell us it is finished, paid in full. We go directly to be with Christ. We are forgiven of our sin. What is the point of purgatory? Do you guys know what that is? It's a teaching. It's a teaching that says you have, even a Christian, you have to go be punished for your sins. And that's how they built St. Peter's Cathedral. Uh, whenever a coin in the coffer sings, a soul from purgatory springs. 
So you could actually pay to get your family members out of purgatory. Why is nobody denouncing that as completely heretical and destructive? So I said, please explain to me purgatory as a believer. And he looked, I'll never forget, he, kind of, he said, Shane, how do you deal with your shame and guilt if you, there's not a purgatory? Oh, okay. I, this now I I believe I I personally believe that many of these priests are not even saved. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. I, and I just say that in love. Who in the world is going to say? How am I going to go? Hey, guys, Rick, Lori, Yvette, how do you guys deal with shame and guilt? There has to be a purgatory to cleanse us because see they haven't experienced the cleansing work of Christ, and as a result, they have to go and get cleansed in purgatory how long are you there depends how much sin you have that is so that is so blatantly false that is blasphemy at the highest level christ's finished work on the cross was not enough so now i have to go to purgatory and i know people i can always, they get upset but listen i have to go home and deal with god i don't have to go home and deal with you i have to drive home and say boy i sure was a coward today but i didn't upset anybody so this person was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. And that image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship. Here we go. Would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. So this is what many people are wondering about and worried about. Okay, as a believer, I want to be careful here. I don't think it's okay to worry and have fear. But um, <laughs> most of us deal with, uh, I hope I'm out of here, right? I don't want to deal with, th this is terrible. This is terrible times. And that's why we sometimes, you know, we'll read into Scripture things or we'll um, maybe, I, I don't know. I just know this is going to be the time, whenever it happens, that whoever does not worship the image of the beast will be killed that's why i said last week be encouraged it will not be a sneak attack you're not gonna do something and then one day go oh did i i knew i shouldn't have got that tattoo right or i knew i shouldn't have got that mark or i knew now when when the, when the jab was out remember the jab i said 22 gauge but it's probably a probably an 18 gauge if it's water-based because we can have a smaller anyway um so Oh, is that, did I open the door to that? No, 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 no. You're, that, yeah, there's, Christians have different views. Now, could these things lead to, lead to it? If you don't have this mark? I mean, I even heard language. I wish I would have saved it. I'm sure many of you did. You're not going to be able to travel unless you have this certain passport. Restaurants in LA were not serving you. <laughs> Call me conspiracy theorist. Isn't it funny all those people that call me conspiracy theorists, how much of that's true now? It's just unbelievable. If you, if you hold the line, what God will reveal. So take inventory now. Who are you and what are you worshiping? Who and what are you worshiping? Because I run to people and they'll say, you know, Shane, I understand that, but man, I'm having fun now. When the time comes, I'll bow my knee to Jesus. Oh no, you, you play like you practice. Your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. He's
You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship.